Evolutionary.org presents the Underground Radio Podcast with your host, Hardcore Steve, the Monster, and Mobster, the UK Beast. Prepare for the show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hit it. Evolutionary Underground, episode 14. Steve Smith, aka Steve Smee, and the Mobster. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, this is, we're going to kill this one, fella, because I think this is going to be the strength cycle. If I ever did this as a strength cycle, I, 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 I hesitate to think how crazy strong I would get using the, the topic of today, uh, the way we're going to work this today, Steve. It's gonna, yep. I just can't imagine. And I'm going to talk about recomping as well. So in this one, we're going to talk about Trembolone, and we're going to talk about Anavar from Geneza Pharma. That's one of our favorite brands out there yes, and 100%. potent is the word that I would describe to, to tell you this stack, how good it can be for recomping and how good it could be for strength. Um, and it could basically change your physique. So in this episode, we're going to go over everything and this is going to be a hardcore episode. I hope you guys enjoy this. So here we go. So the first topic we're going to talk about is Trembolone and what is using Trembolone really like so i've used trembolone <clears throat> maybe too much in my lifetime so trembolone look it's a different animal it's the nectar of the gods it's the golden steroid of, um and when trembolone came along and guys started using trembolone it was changing physiques it was changing pro bodybuilding uh amazingly throughout the 90s and 2000s and up till now and guys are using trembolone more and more and it's one of the most popular steroids. It's a top four steroid, most used steroid out there. And guys love it, whether you're a pro, whether you're a normal gym rat. Guys are loving Trembolone. And Trembolone, on paper, five times more androgenic, five times more anabolic than testosterone. Now, on paper, does that translate to real life? Not always. But in this case, I can safely say that Trembolone is way more strong than testosterone and way more androgenic. So when you're on Trembolone, not only do you see physical changes, you also see emotional changes and mental changes. So the yes. cool thing about Trembolone <clears throat> is how quickly it can work. You go on Trend, and after two or three weeks, just two or three weeks, even if you're using a long ester of Trembolone, you'll start noticing, wow, I'm making these crazy changes. And it's going to hit you really, really hard. And a lot of guys can't handle it. So fair warning on Trembolone is if you're new to Trembolone, if you've never used it, your first time with Trembolone, you need to be conservative. You need to be aware of the stuff it can do to you that other steroids can't. Example, it's known as the cheating, the relationship killer, because you're going to be prone to cheating on your spouse when you're on trend. You're going to be prone to being hangry, where you get angry if you don't get food. You're going yeah. to have trend night sweats at night. These are things that aren't typically found in other steroids. So, Mobster, jump in here with your thoughts. Yeah, I'll jump in here, Steve. I mean, this one, this I've mentioned uh, on the forums, and I believe in previous podcasts when we talked about trend. Trend was the one drug that gave dementia-like effects in uh, older gentlemen that would be given trend for medical reasons. And specifically, I can't remember what the medical reason was. And obviously the doses would have not been bodybuilder-like doses, but they, they literally checked, I think these guys were 50 to 60 years of age, which is actually a little bit early for a dementia. It's possible, but unlikely. And it's the one steroid that was recorded as actually changing the brain in that particular way. Now, if you're an old man and you're, listen, if you're a young man, listen, you think about old men, you go, oh yeah, old men, you know, being a bit feeble in the head, what's the problem sort of stuff. But when you're a young man and you're, you are using bodybuilding dosages, as Steve said, it literally comes down to, the phrase that Steve's used before is nectar of the gods. And it's kind of like almost a given that you're going to get some kind of result from, from trend. You kind of, you'd really have to fuck it up or be getting vacated. That's not what we're talking about. Genex has a great brand with fantastic feedback. And as Steve said already, every person, every every single time I've seen a comment about it from Genex, it's been positive. So the potency is 
there are going to be listeners who can't handle it. I don't care what version you're using. There will be literally listeners that can't handle it. If you haven't got your shit together, if you are the kind of guy that fires off the handle, if you're the kind of uh, person that's jealous of your other half, talking to other people or whatever else, if you're the kind of person that gets angry, never mind hangry like Steve said, but angry waiting in queues and all that kind of stuff, but you don't like it when someone cuts you up in traffic, and none of us do, but you get re you really don't like it, there may be trends not for you. On the other side of that, as Steve's already said, and we're going to really get into it, as Steve knows already, for, for the, this combined with Vanavar, which we're going to talk about momentarily, hell of a strength cycle. So I, I made a comment, I think, somewhere else, Steve, in, in a pre-show note, just on a piece of paper, is as a stronger drug, stronger, stronger side effects, stronger, stronger issues. But, my God, what a strength-promoting drug what a lean gains promoting drug so yeah absolutely guys you need to be aware that for some of you not all of you but a, a decent percentage not some steve will tell you this certain drugs let's say for example cpna or enanfe or whatever five percent of you go oh i don't i don't get on with it five percent of you might have some sort of problem uh some of you might be really sensitive for estrogen uh, and, and and some of you have gyno issues on some drugs and other guys have nothing. Trend is one of those ones where a good percentage of you, I will, I'll, I'll throw a number out there, Stephen, say 30, 40% of them will struggle, whether, as you said already, with the side, the night sweats, whether the irritability, and you, you need to have an awareness on any kind of performance enhancing drug of, if it's great at boosting your cycle in the gym, it might boost your cycle outside the gym and you need to have that balance in life. So I, I, this is another reason why we tend to rec recommend strong PEDs, especially for the older, more mature person, simply because to put it crudely, they have their shit together. Tren is one of those drugs. You need to think about it in those terms. Let's, it's underground, we give you this stuff straight. And when you're dealing with something as potent as the Genetza form, you need to know these things. But you, Steve. The side effects with Trembolone blows pretty much every other steroid out of the water. Now, there's some steroids yeah. that have really potent side effects. Obviously, like True. Halo and check yes. drops and you know yes. things like that. But of the main steroids, injectable steroids out there, Trembolone blows anything away with side effects. So you need to be aware of that. I always go into cycle already, peak conditioning. Don't go into cycle when you have heart issues existing yeah. uh, you can't sleep as it is and you're going to go on trembolone doesn't make any sense it's going to get, trem get worse so you make sure you're on point with everything before and you're really ready to kick ass and that's why that's when it comes time to use trembolone so geneza they're two most popular types of trembolone that they have to offer gp trend ace 100, which is 100 milligram per milliliter vial, 10 milliliter vial. That's great for those of you who are doing maybe a first cycle or a second cycle. You want to keep the cycle shorter because it's going to be in your system quicker and it's going to be out of your system quicker. So if you have to stop it because the side effects get too bad at week six, week seven, the trembolone acetate is beautiful for you. Those of you who are more experienced, you want to use a longer ester trembolone, the GP Trend E. 200, which is 200 milligrams per milliliter, 10 milliliter vial. I love it because it's 200 milliliter a milliliter for someone who doesn't like to inject. Works beautiful for me because one cc is 200 milligrams. The, the, the ACE version, well, one cc is only 100 milligrams. So, you know, if you really want to jack up the dose of trend, you might want to go with the NNT version, the trend E. And then, you know, that's, that's the ones that are best. And then they also have GP oral trend, but oral trend isn't one I recommend um, because you're not going to get as much of effect as you would with the injectable. So I always recommend the injectable form first, but if you do want to run the oral trend, it contains 250 micrograms per tablet. So, and it comes in a hundred sachet, hundred tablet sachet. So those are your options. Geneza also monster has, has a uh, trend mixes. So it's got something called GP Andromix, which is also really popular. And that nice. one comes 
in testosterone propionate, trembolone acetate, and masteron propionate, 50 milligrams each. So that's another option for you. And then you've got a test E and trend E mix, which is 250 milligrams of test E and 150 milligrams of trend E mixed. So if you want to go that route as well. So a lot of different options with Trenbolone. So Mobster, finish out that thought and let's uh, start well, talking about Anavar. Yeah. yeah, because I was just going to say, Steve, I think for me, and this is one of those words of advice kind of situations, guys, I'd probably go the lower dose, uh, short ester that Steve's already recommended with the acetate. Uh, right. Honestly, what you will see on the forums, some guys will talk about crazy numbers like a thousand milligrams. We're going to get into the cycle and the recommended doses in a minute. But I would go with something low. And as you said already, a shorter ester just to wet my feet, just to see if I'm OK with this kind of stuff. A mix, like Steve said, which is absolutely awesome, Sam, and I've got to say, I would want to know that I've already had experience of trend and that I'm OK with the different essence that I'm okay up to a point, of course, with how I deal with the side effects and so on and so forth. Literally, I know I can handle it. I know I'm going to be all right. Let's try a blend and, and do it on that basis right there, Steve. That's just the way that I, that, I mean, look, very quickly, guys, I've, I've mentioned this on previous podcasts and other shows that we've done for different reasons. I go off and look, what are my requirements? We're talking about strength here. How long is my cycle going to be? When's the competition that I need to be super crazy strong for, even if it's just a personal challenge? And, and that's how I think. So do I need a shorter rest or which requires me to pin more frequently or a longer rest? Uh, am I worried about it still being in my system after the event or the challenge or whatever the day that I've got in my mind that I want my strength to peak on and so on and so forth? Now, with, with regards to gen, because I haven't used it, I would want to dip my toe in the water. I would want to try a low dose and I would want to look at a, a, a simple thing. Like Steve says, a shorter ester, Oh, if I'm having serious, serious problems, it's going to be out of my system very quickly. Thank Christ for that. If I'm having no problems, then then the, my next cycle would probably be somewhere in the middle or a longer rest later on, and literally because I know that I can handle it. One of the problems that Steve and I would put differing, even if Steve and I use exactly the same dose, is Steve is lighter and or leaner than me. And as a bigger guy, I know that strength athletes have used trend serious serious problems with the night sweats that steve's already mentioned and i mean it's that much worse because strength athletes tend to carry not always but tend to carry more body fat tend to be brought towards the heavier side and when i mean the guys that i'm talking about 150 kilos 330 pounds plus steve i don't want to be having the night sweats or breathing issues or angry issues anger issues when i'm weighing 330 pounds and or more so definitely, you've got to get these kind of, listen to what we're saying to you guys, short arrest, the tone of water. This is just good advice stuff for you. Right. I want to talk about Anavar now, Steve, and we'll, we'll come back to other things. The reason what the, the forums love, Jeanette's up, layouts, doses and recommendations and so on. So regular listeners of any of the stuff that Steve and I have done together, know I love Anavar. I love Anavar. Uh, there are several reasons. Quite simply, I don't want to get much bigger than I am right now, if at all. If I, if I was to say I was going to uh, add anything, I'd probably do more muscle uh, and stay the same way. I'm 313 pounds as we record this podcast. I've been as high as 330. Now, for me to want to get to be bigger, uh, there has to be justification. And Anavar doesn't blow me up. It is a... It is a the most I think I've ever put on uh, 50 milligrams a day, Steve, was five pounds and because i was already kind of big when i was doing that i was happy to lose that weight at the end it wasn't i didn't train to try and retain five pounds five pounds is it's one or two percent for me so it's not a big deal at all i think the other thing that I, my main reason for using it steve because i could almost guarantee that i would hit the numbers that i wanted to hit and very quickly guys if i trained especially at my absolute best my pick or whatever else as I slowly approached the top numbers that I was ever going to get, year on year, I get into that particular place. I was adding around 5 to 10% so on my bench press, on my squat, on my so on and so forth. So you get to the point when, and of course, you introduce performance enhancing drugs, you go, right, what does this drug add to me? And I would, it was a given that I could add 5% to the bar on various exercises, especially for a competition or whatever else, if it was on an So the only issue, 
uh, Steve, as you're, you're aware, is the pumps. Pumps, lower back pumps, shin pumps from hell. Fantastic in the gym, uh, throwing stuff around, goofing off with the guys. It's not a drug that makes me irritable. If anything, I feel quite good on it. Um, I've seen to recall I had both um, UGL versions and then I had a homebrewed version that someone made for me. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> pumps, walking to town, walking to the shops, doing stuff that required me to walk more quarter of half a mile, my shin pumps. It was just <laughs> literally having a massage. But you took that, those horrible shin pumps, those horrible back pumps, because I was guaranteed to hit the numbers that I'd set for myself. Uh, on the day of a competition, peaking at my strength, et cetera, et cetera, Steve. Um, and of our guys, it's oral. Uh, I don't think there is a injectable or, or any, any other kind of version of it. In terms of, it's quite simple. It can be, here in the UK, Steve, a little bit expensive. But Jeanette, again, we're, not, we're talking about that stuff, especially in the domestic market, which is the US guys. Uh, and especially if you get your products any of your Genetsa products uh, via one of the um, distributors in, in a, a, a cell. So that's a quick tip for you guys. Yeah, I mean, what would you think about it, Steve? Have you used Anavar? What's your uh, experiences? Yeah, so when I stacked Trent and Anavar, that's when I hit, and you're gonna talk about this later in the podcast, that's oh, when I hit my strength, my, yeah. I hit my strength personal records on a stack. I love the stack together. Um, Anavar is a great one. Um, it's expensive. That's the one drawback with Anavar. It's expensive and it is liver toxic. So a lot yes. of people don't realize that. So you want to make sure when you're using, you are living using your uh, liver support supplements as well. So there's two types of Anavar that Geneza is famous for. Number one, it's their tablets, 10 milligram per tablet, oral GP Oxan. So oxandrolone is Anavar. So they call it GP Oxan. So you're going to get 50 tablets, 10 milligram per tab in your little sachet. So it's amazing. I mean, so professionally done and everything. And, and this is legit Anavar. Because here's the thing. Anavar is the most fake oral out there for a reason. It's because it's expensive. So sources will fake it. They'll fake it with D-Bowl. They'll fake it with T-Bowl. They'll fake it with Winstrol. They'll fake it with other steroids to rip you off. And so you want to make sure when you're buying Anavar, you always buy tremendously reviewed Anavar that you know is going to be legit. And that's why GP, Geneza Pharma, is the best Anavar you could possibly get for that reason. The second one that they have is Exandrolone injectable, which is oil-based injectable. So you're going to be getting 25 milligrams per milliliter. So you can inject it that way if you didn't want to take the oral. That might be easier for some of you who don't mind injecting. And you, you, you tend to forget to take your pills every day. So you can inject it instead. So you would, you would inject two cc's a day. And that's, that's what you would do. And that you get would give you 50 milligrams into your body. So that is, that is another option that Geneza is going to be able to provide for you. So look, Anavar nice. at the end of the day, low side effects, low side effects. A lot of guys love it for that reason. And it works really well with trend. And we're going to talk about later in this show, I'm going to kind of give you our combination on the next segment we're going to talk about why combining them is a great idea yeah. we're going to give you some of the science behind it but at the end of the day you know anavar is one of my per personal favorites too mobster and i've run it as high as 60 milligrams a day so i haven't even run it as high as some other guys are running it and i've had great results just because i'm using a high quality brand Geneza. Exactly. if you use a low quality brand that's underdosed you may not get the results you want at 100 or even 120 milligrams. So what else you got to say, buddy? I was just thinking that's one of this one of the ways that I mentioned earlier on in terms of what I want from a cycle, what I'm aiming for, time scales and so on. As an example here, Steve, if we say trend comes with the potential for very high amounts of side effects and a big number of the percentage of users, and equally that Anavar does not, that's why we like to talk about this as a cycle because 
I wouldn't want, for example, Steve to be used. I mean, we've actually seen cycles like this, and it's one of those raising an eyebrow jobs. When we say, oh, when someone says, uh, what can I use in the gym? And then someone will come out with some ridiculous cycle, which is made up, as you mentioned earlier on, it'd be something like trend and halo testing and trek drops. Well, I mean, guys, <laughs> just lay down and start crying and rubbing your belly now, because uh, again, this is one of those, yeah, sure, something's going to happen. You're going to blow up like a motherfucker. You're going to do absolutely crazy stuff in the gym. You're probably going to tear something or strain something, going to grind you because you're going absolutely crazy in the gym. And then you're going to complain about sweating. And it's just like side effects city. So for me, a cycle like this, and we will get into the specifics momentarily, but just on the side effects alone, the idea that I could use something like trend, which has a much higher percentage of side effects, uh, potential versus something like Anavar, which the worst side effect for me was those pumps that I mentioned already. I, I, to me, it's like, well, there's high risk and low risk together. That That's what makes it kind of a yin and yang kind of thing for me, Steve, is, you know, the, the nasty with the nice. So if you was doing two nasty things together, I mean, you're just, that's just fucked up. But this, this, these two things together, and I mean, honestly, which we will get into the uh, strength training stuff in a moment, guys, the possibility, in my mind, and I've never done training, as I said before, but for me, I just think this would be, if I was especially in my 40s, Steve, the cycle to do to just see just how fucking strong I could possibly get. Almost to the point of just craziness. And literally, I mean, Steve will tell you this, going to the gym every session, I think you've talked about in the past, Steve, every session going to the gym, getting crazy pumps every session you was going to the gym, seeing results in your physique every session when you went to the gym. And this is just on trend, guys. This is without the Anivar. Every session that Steve was going to the gym, um, adding weight to the bar, doing more reps, every, almost every single training session. Isn't that right, Steve? Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, that when you combine these two, and this is, uh, this is a segment definitely that I wanted to cover, the reason combining them two is tremendous because there is such thing as Anavar pumps. They're very unique. Anyone who's yep. ever used real Anavar will attest to that. And there is such thing as trend pumps, which are also very unique. There's just a little bit something about each of those types of pumps that you get, which is tremendous. And when you combine the two, oh my gosh, the pumps <laughs> that you'll be getting on high rep and, and doing drop sets is yeah. incredible. And I, I just can't, it's just hard to describe. Once you feel that, you'll never want to go back to using, let's say, Prima Bolin, for example. Yeah, you know, yeah. Prima Bolin is a joke compared to using why this track. So, so why is combining them such a good thing? Why are, we, why are we suggesting combining them? I'll tell you why. The yin and yang perfectly, guys. The idea behind stacking steroids is very misunderstood out there, especially yeah. amongst the social media brain dead meathead crowd. Okay. That yeah. is dominating social media and getting millions of views, right? This podcast like this don't get as many views necessarily. We get a lot of views, but we don't get those types of views where those guys are going, but we're telling you the facts. We're telling you the truth. We're not bullshit. No bullshit. Yeah. So here's the thing. Why is it good that Stacking steroids is a method to the madness of why you should stack steroids a certain way. You don't just stack five, six steroids together randomly like these clowns no. are, are doing. You want to stack them specifically for a reason. So in this case, you're taking an extremely androgenic steroid such as Trembolone, and you're stacking an extremely mild non-androgenic steroid like Anavar, and you combine them together and it's a perfect yin and yang because whatever Trembolone doesn't cover, Anavar covers, and whatever Anavar doesn't cover, Trembolone covers. So you're covering all your bases when you're running them together perfectly like this, and you're not having any type of interference from other steroids. Like if you were to throw in a bunch of testosterone in the stack, you would get interference. You would get estrogen issues. If you were to throw in a bunch of dianabol in the stack, you'd get a bunch of estrogen issues. You get a bunch of liver toxicity that you don't need here. It would kind of ruin the cycle. So by running these two together, it's a perfect yin and yang. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. Perfect mix of steroids that work together to bring you closer to your fitness goals. 
which is why we stack steroids. We don't just randomly stack five, six steroids together and then hope that it works out because in the end, number one, you're wasting your money. Number two, you're getting a lot of side effects that are not necessary. And number three, you're just going to, at the end of the day, just be, it's like dartboard thrown you know, at a dartboard. And that's just not what we try to teach you. We want you to run these steroids and stack them with a purpose. And these two yes. stack extremely well for that reason. And you know, you're going to have, you'll be amazed at the kind of results you're going to get. So, something that just occurred to me, Stephen, I'm thinking to back in the day when the last time I used Anivar, uh, it wouldn't apply so much to trend because it's an injectable, you're going to be using an injectable version, it's in your body, and you're going to have the effect on the gym that you want to have. Uh, you're not using, I've, I've said on previous podcast shows and even in comments on the forum, I'm not a huge fan of the idea. Some guys, what what's performance-enhancing drug can I use as a pre-workout? The idea being that you're going to inject or, or swallow a pill and then uh, maybe 40 minutes, 20 minutes, perhaps an hour later, go to the gym and it's going to have an effect. And there are there is some argument back and forth on that. But I'm reminded, Steve, when it's specifically for Anavar, never mind the trend, as I said, there's an injectable, slightly different, longer acting and so on. I, I, I had the pleasure of taking both the 10 milligram pills and a single 50 milligram uh, made for me at that particular time a capsule. There's some creatine uh, as a uh, filler, and then uh, the 50 milligrams of anavar was in there, uh, made for me, homemade. And I essentially, it's really, I think off the top of my head, Steve, we're talking about eight hour half life, 16 at the most. So for, I'm trying, trying to remember, but essentially I would have this before the gym. I would get up in the morning, I would do my usual stuff, and then I would take this. And I think about two hours later, I was hitting the gym. Now, that's because, again, my specific aim at the time was for strength. Now, if I was taking Trent and Anavar together for strength, I might do the same thing against Steve. And this is one of those things what I say about planning your cycle, thinking about what you want. However, because Trent is as good as we're going to get into recomping, adding muscle, et cetera, especially dose dependent on, on a perfect cycle, I would probably in that situation change to the pills, the 10 milligram pills that Steve's already mentioned from Genetza and spread those through the day because I want the even effect for adding muscle. I want my body to be as anabolic as possible over as long a time as possible. So I would, it's just the way that I think. I mean, I nearly always say with this stuff, Steve, check the half-life, that's how you should take it. But I think realistically, uh, if it was, again, and, and I, I, again, because of my size and the experience I've had with the really, really heavy guys training, it's a difference between someone that's weight limited, which I've mentioned before on previous podcasts, that has to lift in a class, has to compete as a bodybuilder in a, with a weight limit versus someone that's, that's going to pull the muscle on or get crazy, crazy strong. So again, guys, this is the reason why we give you certain kind of advice, because we, when I say these things, I say you have to look at what version's best for you, what cycle's best for you. Trust me, if you're coming to this, uh, say, for example, we suggest a cycle at the end, and it's 300 milligrams of this and 50 milligrams a day of that. That might be great for a certain situation, but it might not suit your situation if you're an athlete say in athletics versus a bodybuilder or a strength athlete, you have to think about what else is best. And then again, with the trend, which we've mentioned already, the idea that shorter esters less is requires more pinning, but it's easy to get out of the system if it's causing you problems and so on. This is the reason why we have this podcast. We want to educate you on these things. So think about what you're doing and what your aim of the cycle is against the choices that you make for dosing and the choices that you make for your ester. It's kind of obvious to us because we've been doing this a long time now, but it might not be obvious to you if you haven't had the experiences that we're referring to and you haven't thought to plan out your cycle in that particular way. I always do, Steve. If I suddenly wake up tomorrow and Steve and I have a chat online, I say, Steve, you know what? I'm going to get down to 250 and I'm going to start jogging. Then I'm going to probably look at something like GW and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say, right, what's, should I split the dose up? Should I for the day? Do I just need it when I go running, Steve? Do I want to use a GW to help me get my weight? That, that's the, how my thought process works. You can't just come on off, and you will see this. 
on, on, with crazy guys. As I'll just take 800 milligrams of this and 100 milligrams of that. And, and there's no thought process. There's no explanation as to why that works. I like to know why I'm doing it. So this is what we're telling you guys. When we talk about our experiences and when we talk about amounts, and we talk about esters, we're saying this is the reason why. It needs to fit in with what your requirements are. Crazy big, crazy strong, crazy crazy lean, peak strength for a competition. That's how you make the choices. That's how you choose your esters. That's how you figure out your dosing. Back to you, Steve. At the end of the day, look, you know, um, the recommended dosaging for both. We'll give it to you now, and then we're going to kind of break down each way we would run these, um, we'll give you some some examples of cycles, but really, you know, uh, with Trembolone, anywhere from 200 up to 400, maybe 450 would be a max yeah. dosage, normal situation. Those of you who are at the next level, those of you who are, you know, trying to compete as professionals, you run more. There's guys that yeah. run 1,000 milligrams of trend. There's guys that run 1,200 milligrams. It uh, just depends on your goals, but generally somewhere on average, about 350 milligrams a week is the average dose. Yeah. With Anavar for, for men, uh, dosage, about 50 milligrams is the average dosage. But again, some guys go higher, some guys go a little lower. I've run Anavar 30 milligrams and still had really good results. So it really depends on, on you, you know, what, what level you're at, you're at for sure. And then that will kind of give you the results. But um, here's the thing. Um, Anovar, since it's liver toxic, you don't want to run it more than six or seven weeks at the most. Mm. Trend, since it has such bad side effects, you don't want to run it more than 10 weeks. Now, some guys do run trend longer. I've seen guys run trend for a year straight, but Ooh. you're going to be causing major damage to your body. You just, just full disclosure, I'm warning you, you want to do it, go do it. But that's full disclosure. It's your body. I guess you could do what you want, right? But that's what's going to happen. So trend has just so much side effects. Me personally, I can't run trend more than eight weeks. No. Trend, it, this is what's going to happen when you run trend. The first four weeks, it's going to build up in your system like double, 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 double. Like the first week to the second week is going to be a huge difference. And the second week, the third week is going to be a huge difference. Then up to four week, huge difference. Then by like week five, you're like, shit, I'm sick of this stuff. I'm sick of feeling hot all day. I'm sick of the yeah. night sweats. I'm sick of yeah, yeah. the, you know, the emotional things that puts me through. I'm sick of the way it makes me hangry, you know, and, and emotional and, and gives me a short temper with my wife and, and all this stuff. Right. And then by week six, you're like, damn, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, I'm having these tremendous results, but man, these side effects are nasty. So, so for me, I've never been able to go more than eight weeks, but some, some of you may go 10 weeks, 12 weeks and be fine. It just depends on your situation. So those would be kind of the cycle links that most people would run trend. So this is why we say your first cycle, you might want to go with the trend ACE option because the trend ACE option is going to be in your system and out of your system a lot quicker. So when you stop it, it'll be out of your system in a, few, in, a, in a couple of weeks. In my experience, the best look for your physique, and I'm, I'm going to get into the recomp idea later, but my experience, the best look is when you come off the trend and wait a couple of weeks, then you really look your best because that trend is out of your system and everything's clean in your body and the inflammation is done, is gone and you'll look the best like two weeks after you stop trend so that's why my clients who compete i have them usually drop the trend a couple weeks out from competition we all know guys like to drop testosterone a couple weeks out because they don't want the water retention but even for me i'll tell my clients to drop the trend as well a couple weeks out of competition for that reason so let's kind of get into cycling, uh, Mobster. Now, Mobster is one of the top training gurus in the world, and he's won many different competitions in strength. So I'm really curious to hear your trend VAR stack that you recommend, and I'm curious to hear a great strength cycle and training routine that guys can actually follow 
to really get their strength in the right direction, but do it the smart way. Yeah, I'll start from this. I've already mentioned in terms of my experience with Vanivar, I would probably think for me, the sweet spot is being at 50 milligrams that I mentioned earlier on. And again, the way that I talked about it earlier, for me, and this is my personal experience, guys, there's individual variations. You need to know that. Uh, looking at, I, I think I was said, I'd, I'd get up in the morning and I would take my uh, supplements, I'd have my breakfast, etc., etc., and then I was having my 50 milligrams of Anavar then. Now, trainer said, Steve said, and I can just see me being crazy strong at this. I think my peak strength, Steve, was probably around my uh, early to mid 40s in terms of uh, overall power, etc., etc., etc. And I would almost certainly go with the cycle suggestions that Steve's already come up with in terms of the trend specifically. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a great fan of pinning, but I would first off do what we've already talked about, which is almost like a test. I've actually done this in the past very quickly. I've actually tested a couple of drugs out of competition just to see how I responded. So I probably, I might even do that with something like trend. I might actually go, do you know what? Uh, I would prefer to pin once or twice a week, but I don't know I'm going to handle trends. So why don't I try a very short four-week cycle, for example, Steve, of trenacetate? And then as you see, it's already said, quick in, quick out, no problem. Hate the pinning, but that's more important that I find out how I how well I handle trend. Let's assume that I handle it very well. I'm aware of it. I'm kind of, I would actually argue that I'm kind of mentally speaking, especially when it comes to performance enhancing drugs, quite good. I'm aware of when I'm on. I'm aware of if my anger issues are going to blow up or anything like that, if I have any, uh, what I'm like when I'm on steroids versus what I'm like off and so on and so forth. So I'd actually probably say it would be something like middle length in terms of ester that I can take once or twice a week. And definitely like these 200, 300, 400 milligram tops, I think, in my opinion. Uh, also something that's definitely worth mentioning in this regard, the reason why some guys legitimately recommend more is because they absolutely love the results. But more than that, Steve, I think it's because they just, as you said already, they they, they love how they feel on it. Uh, they love the response. They love what they're seeing in the mirror. They love what they're seeing on the bar. There's enough to see how strong they're getting and whatever. And they handle it well. I would, as an example, I wouldn't want to do a trend cycle for the first time, not knowing how to handle it, in the summertime. If you're going to have night sweats, do you want to have night sweats when it's 30 degrees, guys? No, no, it might be a good idea to try it in the winter. Might be a good idea to have a really good air conditioning system or a fan. So, you know, you have, it's, it's, I'm, I'm laughing, but you have to think about this stuff. Now, training for me, Steve, in terms of a strength cycle, this is my thought process again, right? So I would always, let's take, I mean, my best ever bench press, I've done 190 kilos, 418 pounds. And I knew that if I did an oral cycle, Dianabol, for example, the difference between what I would do off cycle and what I would peak at on cycle was 20 kilos, 44 pounds. So with, I can see me, if I threw trend into that mix, Steve, probably having another five or 10 kilos, another 11 to 22 pounds to that bar. So I'd have either got the legitimate 200 kilo, 440 pound bench press. I'm, I'm kind of certain that that's what would happen on trend. So here's what I do, guys. I, I, and again, it's just, just the bench press. You can apply these kind of rules and ideas and suggestions to any strength sign of program. Now, I, a long time ago, and especially when it comes to using performance enhancing drugs, you don't drain balls out all year. You can do that when you're young and you're new and you haven't peaked at your strength and you haven't done crazy shit. And it's, essentially, it's really, really hard to fuck up if your form's good. But when you start to get towards something like a peak of strength, which would be, in my case, as I say, off-cycle, 170 kilos, the idea that you can train balls out on 170 kilos all year, it's just it's just an injury waiting to happen. You're just going to wear yourself out. You're banging your head against the wall. It's like having your foot down on the accelerator. So I, all, I actually back off a little bit, Steve, here. Let's say that I peaked at 170, but I've got a new training program and I want to go on cycle to hit that 190 kilos that I mentioned, the 418 pounds, using the Genitza trend and Adivar cycle. I would ease back. I would drop down to, say, 140, 145 kilos, so about 300, 315 pounds. And then that would be a relatively, for me, that's always been moderate because that's what works for me, but for the rest of you guys, a relatively high volume at that level. And then 
using this, uh, the, the, the numbers that we've talked about already, Steve, for over eight weeks, I'm breaking down the numbers between that 140 for, say, for example, six, seven, eight reps, and the 190 kilo, 418 pound at the top. And I'm literally just using a calculator to divide and see what the numbers are in between. And it might be something like seven and a half kilos, 15 and a half pounds a week. Now, for me, and again, for a bench press strength program, I would train uh, kind of a west side, west side adapted type program. So it was two times a week. I'm thinking off the top of my head, I think it was like Monday and a Thursday, Steve, where Monday would be a moderately high, for me again, relatively high volume, and then uh, uh, multiple sets versus a, and that was just what we call the speed stuff, versus a power, much higher percentage of my one rep max, but a much lower volume. And that tended to be for me, for example, at the beginning of that program, it might be something like the 140 kilos for eight singles. And the Monday session might be 120 kilos for sets of eight. Just as an example, just to give you an idea of how that kind of stuff works. And I literally got out a piece of A4 paper, a sheet of uh, full scat paper, and would have literally wrote, wrote this stuff down week one, week eight, the numbers, the percentages, the max, and so on and so forth. And I had a good idea that at the end, especially as I was approaching my peak levels of strength in my uh, early to mid 40s, I'd have a pretty good idea that I was going to hit that 180, that 185, or that 190 kilos at the end of eight or 10 weeks. I don't need to adjust the uh, Genetza Anavar, and I don't need to adjust the Genetza trend during the cycle because that's during their work. They, they stay fairly consistent. And in fact, arguably, Steve, especially in terms of peak performance, on the day that I go to perform that bench press, get my warm-ups right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is the last day that I'm going to be using Anavar. The trainer course is still in my system, regardless of how short the ester is, and may well be there dependent on the ester length one or two weeks. But the Anavar will be in and out of my system in terms of half-life, uh, certainly that day. My, my, the, the pill before the competition, the dose before the competition, and then that's it. There's going to be nothing, relatively speaking, again, from a half-life perspective in my system afterwards. Uh, and again, I ease off very quickly, then drop the numbers back down, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, but it's literally, I mean, honestly, Steve, there are a mul there's a multitude of programs that uh, you guys can use. And sometimes what happens, and I'll, this is a big tip for you. I see this a lot, right? If you are training to a decent level already, you're, maybe you're not a champion, maybe you're not a record holder, maybe you're not a semi-professional or a professional bodybuilder or strength athlete or something like that, but you know how to train and you've got a reasonable idea just based on the experience that you've had. Let's say you've been training for a couple of years. You should have a fairly good idea of what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So I can come up with a number or a percentage or a set rep scheme and you could go off and try that. And I've been asked for this, Steve, in the past, you know, how many sets and reps should I use for grippers? How many sets and reps should I use for pinch? And so on and so forth. And I go, what do you already do that works? That I mean, that, that, as crazy as that sounds, I know guys like to be told from someone that's been successful, what did you do to get strong? It doesn't matter what I did. It matters what works for you. If, for example, Steve, I like personally for my strength programs, as certainly as one of those workouts I already mentioned, to use singles, very high percentage of my run rep max for single. It might be six, four singles. It might be eight singles before I add weight to the bar. But you, for example, Steve, when you're doing strength, might do incredibly well on sets of three. So why fucking reinvent the wheel? You do not need to do that. If you're going to, I want to increase my press, Steve, well, then try three sets of three for your press. But program it in. Literally work out where you are now and where you want to be at the end of the eight-week cycle that we're talking about. Break the numbers down in between and then go hit your plan. It sounds really, really simple. And maybe it feels simple to me because I've done it multiple times. I think it is kind of simple, especially, Steve, I don't know about you, but have you literally said, well, no, my aim is to drop the percentage of body fat. I want three inches off my waist. I want to put uh, another plate on each side of the bar. How do you approach it? Is it any different from what I'm saying? Because I think for me, literally writing this stuff down, planning it out, it's like something from a Rocky film when you're pinning it up on the wall. I need to be this big or this heavy or whatever on a particular day. It's all—it's kind of not rocket science in that particular regards. 
It can feel like rocket science, guys, because there are a million programs out there and there's a lot of gurus out there. and There's a lot of coaches out there. And it may even be annoying sometimes if you speak to one guru and they give you a number and you speak to another guru and they give you a completely different number. Ultimately, both those plans could work. My plan could work for you. But really, especially if you're using training uh, specifically, you ought to be at that point where you've got a good idea of how your body works, what works for you in the gym, what exercises you, you do well on, what exercises you do get strong on, and so on and so forth. It's only using training Anavar, for example, to take your lip strength to the next level that requires you to think a little bit differently. But in reality, it shouldn't be. You should do the same program that worked before, but with training Anavar. It should just work better now. You should get stronger on it. You should be, like I said, perhaps on an eight-week program, four or five of those first four or five weeks are just getting up to the numbers where you was before, starting at a low number, getting back up to where your peak was before. It's the last two weeks when you push through that peak that we get into somewhere special. And that's where the trend and Anavar magic from Janessa will come in. That's when you will see that kind of progress. I want to throw it back to you just for a second there, Steve, in terms of training before you get into the recomp. But when you, for example, decided, you know, I want to increase my bench press or you wanted to drop two inches off your waist, how did you plan that? And how would you apply it if you were doing this cycle before we talk about recomping? The mistakes that I've done, I don't want people to repeat them. And one of the mistakes yeah. that is going to happen on trend is injuries. And it's basically improving too much too fast. And yes. being a, 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 a look, your soft tissues can only handle so much. I blew out my shoulder when I was on a trend cycle for that reason. So my advice is, you know, uh, look, consistency at a lower weight and moving your your weights up, but also keeping your repetitions. So if you're gonna go in there and only give me one or two reps on very very heavy weight every session there's a good chance that you're going to injure yourself. So it's very important on trend to keep things on a rope and don't go too much too fast. You'll end up destroying your disc and your back. You'll end up tearing your shoulders apart. You'll end up with major joint issues. So look, lifting with correct form is my advice. Yeah. Like bottom line, I don't care what workout program you do, lift with correct form and i see so many guys the taller guys are going to have problems with their knees and their hips okay yeah. if they're doing squats guys like me are going to have problems with our shoulders with our discs if we're doing bench press and if we're doing shoulder routines and stuff like that so it just depends on your body structure but i can't imagine someone who's really long and lanky mobster going in there on trend and trying to push 600 pounds on the squat and seeing what kind of damage they can do to your knee. So it's very important to stick with proper form and stick to four or five reps on your well, legs. I'll tell you what it's, how this works for me, guys. And this is, again, one of my personal experience things and strength program tips, if you like, is I tended to stay within the parameters that I'd set for myself. I can completely understand, especially for you trend, gold, golden trend fans out here, the idea of feeling like you're a god and that you've got ungodly strength in the gym, and Steve's touched on this in previous podcasts, the idea of how you feel, oh, my God, when I was on train, I felt like I could do this, I could take on the world, et cetera, et cetera. So the opportunity to fuck up is huge, right? Because you go, my God, I, I was in the gym today, and the idea was I was going to do 150 kilos, 330-pound bench press. But, man, 330 felt like nothing. So I stuck another 10 on, I stuck another 10 here. You're coming off plan, guys. Because you're running, they said that's great for the day, but the risk for injury then is much, much higher. And what Steve said about soft tissues, 100%. Back in the day, old guru type stuff talk here. So you would see in the magazines, never mind the internet, Steve, people tearing biceps, people tearing quad muscles, and so on and so forth. Some of these were doing crazy heavy photo shoots. Some of it was just doing stupid shit in the gym. I can think of at least one uh, Instagram star that's done a couple of injuries because he was doing it for the gram when he's done stupid stuff in the gym or he's done some sort of performance enhancing stunt, whatever, throwing himself around when he's not someone that should be throwing himself around. And I think on trend, especially for those predisposed to it, the idea is sometimes 
oh my god, I was so fucking strong. So I stuck another plate on either side. No motherfucker in the universe gets 40 kilos, 88 pounds stronger that quickly. And the soft tissue thing that Steve touched upon, this is where that advice, when professionals are fucking up, amateurs can fuck up even more. So here's how this shit works. This is just sort of anatomy 101, Steve. Your soft tissues, and when we say soft tissue, we're talking about the fascia around the meat, the tendons, the sinews, it's a lesser degree, even the veins within the muscle and so on and so forth. You can tear shit up. I know strength athletes that are torn biceps doing a stone type stuff and whatever else. This is stuff they've actually practiced in, but they don't go balls out until the competition. And it's a kind of a static movement with your arm extended and they're picking up 200 kilo, 440 pound stones. So the, 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 the muscles under tension and bomb bicep pop. And you can watch videos of this happening live, so to speak, on YouTube, you can find it very easily. It's one of those things you end up looking for your fingers, Steve, because it's just like, fuck that shit. It just, it's just kind of freaky. So I attended for me, again, this is one of those advisory things. I tended to stay within the program, Steve. There might be a day when I feel like I can bench press the world, but stay on the program. The trend might make me feel like a god, but I'm still a human being. I might have that kind of level of testosterone floating around in my system that I feel like I can kick down walls and headbutt planets. But that's when your uh, self, your ego, comes into play when you say, I know I feel like this because I'm on trend, I'm going to hold back. I'm no, I'm, this, if I feel like this today, what am I going to feel like at the end of the cycle, my training program? I'm going to feel fucking, it's just going to be like Superman. So let's do, just hold back, stay on the fucking program. You know you're going to smash the numbers. Trend's making you feel like fucking ungodly. Let's stay in that frame. It sounds a bit safe, I know. But ultimately, again, what is the point? The point is not how I feel in week six. It's how I perform in week eight. It's how I perform at the end of my training program. And for me, as Steve knows from pre-show chats and other podcasts we've done, with one or two exceptions in the whole of my training life, the only other times I used performance-enhancing drugs, literally I can think of two times when I, when I just tested the water, so to speak, Every other cycle was for a purpose. So every other training program would be for a purpose. And as Steve mentioned earlier on, I'm in the fortunate position of having, still having some, some have been beaten, but had multiple world records, multiple international records, multiple British records. Fortunately in the position of being a four-time national champion and a two-time European champion in my chosen niche. Now I did that by planning and sticking to the program and performing at my best on the day of the fucking competition. Now, whether that's you as a bodybuilder, whether that's you recomping for the beach or whatever, you don't want to be lean 10 weeks out. You want to be lean on the day. You don't want to look like an amazing Olympian 10 weeks out. You want to be an Olympian on the stage of the Olympia. And in my case, you wanted to bench press your best or do some sort of grip competition at your best on the fucking day. And not only that, the program that we're doing, like I said to you, about six weeks in, Steve, you're still just on the cusp of the levels of strength that you had before. The next levels of strength is where the injury risk is much, much higher. And therefore, we're getting the body ready. That's just, to me, it's kind of common sense. But guys, it's possibly based on the fact that I've done this a long time. I have lots of experience and I can talk to high-end athletes and think the same way. And it doesn't matter whether you're a footballer, a cricketer, or whatever you're still looking to get to a level of performance and you're using the trend and the NFR to aid you to get to that level of performance. So there might be a temptation to do stupid shit because you feel fantastic. And I think it's one of those cycles where you, if you can handle the trend, you will feel amazing, but stay on a program. Just peak on the day that you need to peak on. Now talk about recompense, Steve. I know trend is an absolutely amazing drug and specifically Jeanette said being so potent for recomping. Absolutely. And recomping is the unicorn of bodybuilding. You know, uh, recomping is what people have attempted and have failed at over and over again. Now, recomping is the art of gaining muscle and losing fat at the same time. And yes, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, genetics play a huge role in this, but also using these performance enhancing drugs play a huge, huge role in this as well. 
I would say that the chances of you being able to recomp are almost zero if you don't have genetics and or you don't use these performance enhancing drugs. So recomping is an absolutely great idea when it comes to Anavar and Trembolone, and they do a great job. Now, you'll hear stories of guys who recomp on them, on trend, and they use a really crappy diet. They'll eat fast food, they'll eat a lot of junk, and they'll still recomp. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, that's it's possible, but look, if they had eaten a, a good diet, they would have had even better results, and they would have felt 100% better. So don't listen to that crap, okay? Your diet is very, very important, okay? And you want to basically put good quality foods into your body. So one of the things with trend that is going to be an issue is that it's so dang anabolic in the body that it's going to raise your insulin resistance, okay? The more you use it, the longer you use it, the more it's going to happen. So you're going to need to spread your carbs out. That's the number one secret I can give you when it comes to using trend. And that's going to help balance out your side effects. It's going to help with your transomnia. It's going to help with the night sweats. It's going to help keep yourself balanced all day, both mentally and physically. And so what I mean by spreading your carbs out is you want to basically have carbs throughout the day. And you want to basically have carbs pre-workout, post-workout, even your last meal of the day should be heavy, heavy on carbs, but good carbs. So the brown rice, the sweet potato, the fruit, the good, good carbs out there. Fruit is wonderful on trend because fruit not only has those carbs that your body is going to be wanting like a sponge, but it's also going to help hydrate you and give you those vitamins and minerals, which are going to help keep your electrolytes balanced. So fruit is tremendous. Melons, melons are amazing. Berries are amazing. The whole berry family, tropical fruits are amazing. So go apeshit on your fruits when you're on trend. Obviously your vegetables, we need, we need our good quality green vegetables. Using trend is not the time to fast. It's not the time to do time-restricted eating. You want to basically be eating in a 12-12 kind of um, schedule when you're on trend. And the reason for that is because the way it raises your insulin resistance, it makes it very counterproductive in terms of side effects to attempt to fast while you're on trend. You could really, really uh, basically make yourself really dizzy and, and really, really sick by doing that. So it's not the time to do it when you're on trend. Um, so basically sticking to a good quality diet, snacking as little as possible, I think is a really good tip with trend. So the way I would approach recomping a trend is I would do four meals a day in a 12 hour window. So for example, 9 a.m. If you, let's say eight, let's say 8 a.m. Okay. First meal of the day, 8 a.m. Then you can have a meal 11, 11 a.m. Then have a meal 2, 2, 2 or 3 p.m. And then your last meal, 7, 8, 8 p.m. So you're eating kind of in that 12 hour window before good quality meals. You want to make sure you're getting in your good fats. There's a difference between good fats and bad fats, guys. Stay away from the refined fats. Stay away from the refined sugars. Stay away from the processed junk. There's a difference between good quality protein and bad protein. Stay away from the cold cuts, the processed meats like sausage and bacon. Stay away from, you know, um, fast food, okay? Fast food, chicken, these chicken, these companies that have chicken for fast food, a burger from a burger joint, that's fast food. Stay away from that. Make a burger at home. Make your chicken at home. Use the good quality oils, the, the good quality cold press unrefined coconut oil. If you, if you feed your body properly when you're on yes. cycle, on this cycle, you will be able to recomp just fine. And it, it will work incredibly well. And then you're going to try to do your cardio. Cardio is going to be difficult on trend. So recomping yeah. on trend and, and doing cardio, you're going to have to kind of be smart about the, the cardio you do. So I recommend shorter cardio on trend 
but more high intense. So you can get that calorie burn that you want. So five, 10 minutes of high intensity cardio is going to be better than doing 60 minutes light jog on trend. So keep your cardio short and, to the, and, and, and sweet when you're on trend because it's going to murder your cardio. It is very inflammatory in the body. It's going to be hard to breathe on it. It's going to be hard. You're going to be running and you're going to be like, <sighs> that's why you see guys who do videos online these meatheads, yeah. they're always like having a hard time breathing because they're on all that trend. <laughs> so they can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So mobster, yeah, finish out, yeah, finish out your final thoughts on this and take us in the disclaimer. Yep. I've seen those interviews that Steve's talking about. And sometimes it's they're just sitting there doing an interview and they're slightly out of breath. You're kind of guessing right away that Steve's correct that they're probably using something like trend. It doesn't matter how good the source is, genetics or otherwise, if 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 you're fucked, you're fucked. Honestly, Steve, I would want to through fibers recomp in, I'd want to try and do the cardio exactly how Steve suggested and, and just plug away. Uh, perhaps early in the morning, uh, just get it out of the way, except for, for the day, recover as best I can, rather than doing that late at night and then crashing and then potentially having the trend sweats and those issues to go with it. And there's another thing, I don't care how good the trend is and how much you think you can take and no matter what bullshit you might be fed online, you can't really properly and this is again for you average joes it's for the typical responder the typical user you cannot trend or anavar your way out of a shit diet forget stupidity like if it fits your macros do the right thing something else Stephen. it's more of an advisory thing right and this again depends on your psyche and how well you handle trend anavar is less of a problem in this particular regards if anything as i said it's more of a feel-good drug for me I would. I saw a comment posted on the forum the other day, Stephen. I think it was the dish of the person in question was struggling towards the end of a training program and a training cycle, and specifically an anabolic steroid cycle. And they were, in their own words, they wasn't handling their shit wheel. Bills weren't getting paid. They weren't talking, as we would say here in Wales, tidy to the wife. Kids were starting to get on, you know, become irritable to them, and so on and so forth. So one of my comments here, especially when it comes to trend, would be stuff like sort your bullshit out in advance. I've explained to my girlfriend, and it wasn't the same, not using trend, that if I'm in a training program, my focus, especially in the last few weeks, is going to be on that thing. It's because I've put all that time and effort. I've invested myself emotionally, mentally, and especially physically to, to reach to peak of strength. I don't want to be dealing with, I don't want to be having arguments with a girlfriend. I don't want to be screaming at the kids i don't want to be tearing parts of my house down i don't want to be getting into fights i don't want to be going out and doing stupid stuff in a car i certainly don't want to be doing recreationals i want so therefore for me as that said said already i'd want my diet on point if that milk field meal prep guys if you can afford it milk get a meal prep company so you don't even have to think about that if there's stuff with the bills get that set up with the bank before you do these kind of things and especially for those last few weeks explain to the wife the girlfriend the significant other my head's going to be in this place i'm trying not to be stupid i'm trying not to be irritated but especially in the last few weeks if i'm dying for a competition i'm going to be hungry and i'm going to have the trend stuff to go along with and i'm going to be tired from training or whatever else so explain in advance make sure that your psyche is set up for to be prepared for the for there to be issues and be aware that the reason why you feel the way that you feel is because of how you feel on a potent drug like trend and doing this kind of cycle and just training just for strength like i've talked about before it's wearing you are after all trying to take your body into a place it's never been to before so it can be tiring you will get aches and pains go out and get your massages work on your recovery and so on and so forth and especially in the last few weeks when you're getting into the new gains the new muscle and so on and so forth recomping which we talked about Everything needs to be on point, guys. You can't drug your way into losing fat and adding muscle because if you could do that, we wouldn't need to go to the gym. So your diet does need to be on point. The quality of the diet needs to be on point. Your training needs to be specifically focused for that. It might be difficult to stay, Steve said, do cardio. Get out there and do the grind. If it was easy, why are you doing it? You're not, that's my attitude, Steve. I was a stuff with it, whether it's training for strength or training for muscle or whatever else. It was fucking easy. We'd all be doing it. And I mean, but I mean, but all I mean, everybody else that doesn't train. So listen, motherfuckers, you're listening to this podcast. 
because you want to be strong, because you want muscle, because you want that six pack, because you want to have a performance on the day of a competition. It ain't easy. So go out there and grind it. Think of Mobster or Steve putting our foot on your ass. CT Flesher in the making, kicking your backside. It's still your motherfucking set, guys. Do what needs to be done. It won't be easy, but you can plan some of those aspects. That's how this shit works. Right, guys, please note, as always, we are not doctors on the opinions on these shows are hours and hours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.